Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First of yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday. And uh, so, yeah, in spite of nobody voting, we've got a dramatic swing right. So, obviously, some people voted. Um, and then uh, we'll finish up uh, talking about the exorbitant rates that tradies have been paid these days. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy who just had his house washed yesterday. Uh, but uh, first up, uh, yes, so, so the local body voting, perhaps one of the big talking points, uh, certainly in the city in which I live, is uh, Wayne Brown, uh, who appear, he's, he's hit the ground running. He's, he's having a meeting straight away. People are resigning. It's all on. He's kicking ass and taking names or taking names. And I can't remember which way around that expression is supposed to work. But anyway, uh, certainly the, the, the guy in charge of uh, uh, Auckland Transport, AT, uh, he's gone. And it gets very confusing because uh, this guy who Heather talked to, he used to be in charge of something called AT'd, which I think is more of a tourism thing. But I don't think that even exists anymore. It's all very confusing. You surprised by the resignation of the chair of AT? Yeah, I was a little bit. I thought it was um, it was fair, pretty early in the uh, in the process to do it on an election night, but um, but I haven't been that close to to I guess the dialogue that's been going on between Auckland Transport and uh, and the new mayor specifically. But yeah, I I, I thought um, they might have stayed around and just just uh, to see how uh, things unfolded because let's face it, political criticism of CCOs is nothing new. Does he have the power to actually fire these people, though? Well, the typically the directors of the CCOs are appointed by council by by council appointments uh, committee, mm-hmm. um, but it's but it would be it would be pretty unprecedented for um, uh, for directors to be fired. Well, everybody keeps telling us we're living in unprecedented times, so let's get on with it. I'm starting to wish I had voted in this election now. Uh, and, and that I had voted for Wayne Brown. If, if, if he's going to fix the at Auckland Transport, whew, you go, girl. Anyway, um, but yeah, I didn't vote for a number of reasons. Uh, as Kerry would have figured out what any of those reasons are. Does it have to be this hard to vote? Voter turnout, you know, they were nervously hoping that with special votes, it would shore up to the same levels as as last elections, which is still fewer than half eligible voters, around about the 40% mark. It, it, you know, if you didn't vote, you really, really cannot complain. However, do we need to make it easier to vote? If you had problems voting in the local body elections, were they caused by your own inertia, your own complete and utter dissatisfaction and a pox on all their houses and I can't be bothered and it's all too hard? Or was it simply a matter you didn't get your papers in time? Was it a matter of not knowing where to drop them off? Is the problem with local body politics being perceived as boring? Or is it the process? Is it just too hard to cast a vote, given that you rely on 
papers and snail mail. It's only just occurred to me, it's ridiculous calling it snail mail uh, because I've had snails in my letterbox and they just eat the mail. That's what happened there. So technically the mail never got there. It wasn't that it just got there slowly. It got there and then got eaten. Maybe we should call it turtle mail. Find it a sloth mail. Another slow animal. Anyway, uh, look, I didn't not vote because I thought it was going to be too difficult. Can I just make that clear? And yet this seems to be something that various hosts have got hung up with. Oh, here's a really, 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 really good thing. Marcus, check out a Danish site called Relife. Makes lovely lampshades out of core flutes. They're my relations. Seriously, how hard is it to post a letter? Are we that simple? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. But people get out of the habit of it. You've got to make things easy for people. Most people don't want to be bothered anyway, you know. It's, oh, God, politics. I mean, it's a bit of a yawn anyway. Um, so you want to make it so simple. It's just like tapping something on their phone. I mean, we're all hopeless procrastinators. Um, we all want to put something off. It's just the way we are. It's like a grudge purchase. It's like filling your car with gas. You come right to about 5Ks left to go. That's human nature. Voting's this, oh, yeah, can I be bothered? Opening that book, ticking the numbers. You know, like I say, it wasn't because I thought it was going to be some uncrossable chasm to be able to stick my voting forms in a post box. It wasn't why I didn't vote. I was not motivated to vote because there were no viable options as far as I was concerned or as far as I was aware. That's what it came down to. Um, Maybe I'm just not right thinking enough. Even Dunedin voted in a mayor who campaigned on fewer cycleways and more car parks. An abhorrent concept to the lefties, but clearly immensely popular with everyone else. Faith in the direction of this country is dire. We've watched our cities get wrecked by public transport theorists and anti-car warriors. Crime, which is a national issue, is felt keenly in our local suburbs, with our ram-raided dairies and liquor shops all boarded up. The country's a mess. People have had a gutsful, arguably no cities more wrecked than Rotorua. An absolute travesty that former Mayor Steve Chadwick, Labour Party stalwart Steve Chadwick, uh, stood by and just let happen. So actually the result I'm most pleased about is Tanya Tapsell going in there. She deserves that. You know, she makes sense. She's smart. Every time we've had her on the show, she's onto it. She's prompt. She's keen, hardworking, and she's absolutely passionate about her city, which is all you can ask for in a mayor, really. It seems those connected to Labour in any way, shape or form, got shown the door. Even the candidates personally endorsed by the PM, which actually speaks volumes about her brand these days. So I reckon a great result. Good to see such movement for change. There is a rejection of the establishment. You watch. Three waters will be next to go. I think what the weekend's results have told us unequivocally is that this government's on notice. I've got a funny feeling about this. This, to me... Like, if you were scripting it, like if it was a, like a political drama, 
this is the point about three quarters of the way through the season where you know the writing's definitely on the wall and then against all odds in the second to last episode they pull it all back and just scrape through don't get me wrong I'm saying that I want that to happen I'm just saying that I'm, I watch too much television I think that's what I'm saying we're going to finish up here uh, with a little yellow digger and a bigger digger and a bigger digger I'm not quite sure which one of those diggers uh, this guy drives but uh, he rang in about because the discussion was about tradey pay and the six figure salaries a lot of these guys are on now I'm over six figures um, comfortably and we've had trouble hiring staff I'm not the boss but I deal with a lot of hiring and sorting people out and we're offering guys 35 to 45 an hour and they're scoffing oh, yeah. at it can yeah. I can I ask you were you an excavator driver before the labor shortages uh, yeah I was I've been doing this for a while but the rates have gone up tremendously since uh, before COVID really started has it been mind-blowing for you, just to go, look at this? Um, yeah, yeah, I got a 20% pay rise uh, in a year. So, yeah. And, you know, I've been offered three or four jobs in the last 12 months, um, always more money, but I'm pretty happy where I am now, so I'm not moving for money. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm loving this, mate. It's making me feel good. Is, is, this, is this because there's a shortage of workers, or is it also because you've got an excess of, of work on the books? Um, more so excess of work. Like, there's always been a shortage, but it's definitely a, a fully market at the moment. But I think it will change. Like We're in residential, like commercial, and the amount of work we've got ahead of us is pretty crazy. We've just hired two people. We've advertised for a good three or four months to find kind of the right people to fit. All right. So $135,000 a year, they say, for an excavated driver. That's, well, that's more than I'm being paid. So They will be a specialist operator. Okay. They okay. won't just be someone digging a hole for city care <laughs> or something like that. I love the way that Ken quickly jumped in there to point out that they'd be a specialist as opposed to whatever it is that you do, Andrew Dickens. <laughs> I mean, the great thing about that is that not only are you getting paid, you know, $100,000, $135,000... But it's to work a digger. I mean, what could be more fun than that? Certainly don't have anything against them unless I need some digger work around my house and then it won't seem quite so fun. Uh, I'm glad ZB. I just want to say that the guy who came and washed my house yesterday did an excellent job. But it wasn't cheap. I'm glad ZB. That was the... That, that was uh, the being. I've almost forgot what podcast I was doing there. Not unusual. I'll see you back here again for another one tomorrow. The usual rate.